Let's dive into a little bit of, um, I like the, when you were talking about when you show up to, to the gym and you start working out and you're like, I'm going to lift this heavy fucking weight. There's nothing to do it. Um, I'm, I'm just going to do it. I came across this quote, which is conversations we've got, which I talk about a lot on this, on this show. It's one of the greatest books I've ever read. And if not the greatest or one of the two, um, and God basically says to the person who in his head, who's the guy's writing the book and he says, stop thinking before you act and act before you think. And I was like, Ooh, the eagerness in me is like, well, if I acted before I think I'd probably be dead. But in a sense of a spiritual sense, it's that connotation of you stepping up to the bar and you're acting before you think, I know I'm going to lift that bar up. Not, and not the niggling thing of, Oh, my back or my ankles feel a bit dodgy or I'm, I'm talking about everything in life center. Uh, you know, you go for that job interview. Mm-hmm. Do you, Instead of overthinking what I can say, what I can't say, what am I going to do this? What am I going to do that? What am I going to do this? Da, da, da. And that's a definition of acting before you think. It's the initial impulse of, of the kind of you-ness or your truth being at that pivotal point of the now, should I say. So what you just said there to me resonated because at the start of all of this, there was a quote I read and I don't know who wrote it, but the quote was stop listening to yourself and start talking to yourself. Mm, okay. And I feel that deep in my core. Like when I'm doing things, it's very easy to get caught up on the idea of listening to what I'm not good enough. I can't lift this. This isn't for me, blah, 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 blah. Whereas for me, I talk to myself. You are great. This is easy. Yeah. There's no problems here. Have fun. Yeah. Love it. Like, and once you flip that, and I think that's what's helped me through my career so far, is I, I ultimately don't listen to any of those thoughts. I mean, they come in. Yeah, they can yeah. come in. Like you said, let them be there and acknowledge them and, and do what you need to do to yeah. get rid of them. And I think like I, I very quickly, as soon as something comes in, I recognize it and I get rid of it very quickly. So I'm never clouded. I'm able to kind of just be conscious in that moment. I love that. If I was to ask you, again, spiritualness, who are you? And who do you want to be? And the reason why I ask you this is because I think I struggle with this um, kind of question of who am I? Um, I I think who you are is not really relevant, but who you want to be, I think, is more relevant. Mm -hmm. Um, And I try to find that so many times. But again, I guess I'm thinking from a kind of future perspective of who I want to be rather than the now perspective. Like my relationship to you in this conversation should be defined on who I want to be in relation to this conversation. Mm-hmm. Nothing else should be defined as who I want to be in general because that doesn't really exist right now. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If I was to ask you those, what would be your answer? Like who do I want to be, or who who who, who are you? Who am I? And who you want to who who do you want to be? Such a tough question, it isn't is a it? Tough question. And I ask all my guests this because every answer is different. It's a tough question to say who am I to say who I want to be is I just want to be comfortable within my own skin and not think about being something else that I'm not yeah right and um people have asked me before like you know what why am I doing this and I can kind of relate it to that like why do I do what I do and I do it because I want to create stories I want to create memories so when I am at that point where I'm sitting on my porch or wherever I am I look back and I'm so fucking happy yeah that's ultimately what I'm searching for and um it's all stories yeah, but, but but can't you look at your set, your past life now the experience you have and look at your life and say i'm so fucking happy I now am. no i am <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. no i am and i want to continue that and and that's yeah. that's why i say i just want to be comfortable within my own skin yeah. i want to be comfortable with who i am and i think i think i've found that now so i'm not really worried about trying to retain it it's just it's life for me it's kind of crazy when you ask people these questions i wish i 
not, not that I'm not s- smart enough, but I wish I could articulate some of the ways I feel sometimes because I think it could be really impactful for others. Yeah. But I find that, I find that the, cha- the most challenging side of it. Yeah. I'm just genuinely really happy and enjoying life. I'm in a good place. I'm here with my brother. You know, I've got my, I'm getting married, you know, all of these things. And like people say, well, what do you want to be in five years time? I want to be a great fucking husband, a good father, and I want to have a smile on my face. Yeah. See, um, I love that. I mean, I, I, I can always define, I can't define who I'm going to be in five years because the five years of me doesn't exist. So you see what I'm saying? Factually. So I can only define yeah, who I am by now. When I turn up to a job interview, which I haven't done in a very fucking long time, they say, what's your five-year plan? I'm like, well, why can't it just be what's my right now plan? What's my fi- I can tell you what my next five-minute plan is. Yeah. Ace, in, Ace in this fucking interview. Yeah, get in the job. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'll let you know. And then we'll figure it out together. Yeah. What's my five-year plan? Get in this job, uh, pay rise every year, yeah. 15%, 20%. You know, that's, yeah. that's funny. That's it. All right, I want to do another one because spiritually too, the book says... Um, our bodies were designed to live forever. So if you think about, because I'm coming, slowly coming around to this kind of God concept and it never really existed to us in our household, like mm-hmm. the spiritualness or God or anyone else outside of physicalness in front of you. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm kind of coming to this kind of notion of discovering God based on this book, not necessarily the way you and I would think about God, just God as being everything. You so know, not, not like this mystical man in the sky. That no, 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 not like that. Okay. God isn't a man or a woman. No. God isn't, you know, yeah. I'm, with, I'm with you there. God I'm is every man, page. woman and, and child or whatever you want to say. I'm on that page. Every animal, every aspect. And, and he's, and, and God says, why, if I, if, if everyone defines me as perfect, right. As in God is perfect. Everything, everyone's perfect. Why would I make you any less than perfect? And I'm like, Ooh, okay. Guess we're all perfect. Mm-hmm. And then he says, well, why then would I make you have a shelf life of 70 years? Like, who the fuck came up with that? I guess because we see aging as the body deteriorating as a condition, which is conditioned in us to see those things. Therefore, therefore we see it. I see it all the time. Like, so I'm, you, I, I have gray hairs. Are you, are you looking now at life after life? Is that what you're thinking? I'm kind of leading into that. Yeah. Okay. So, so basically, God says, I designed your bodies to live forever. So if we, if we knew that we could live forever in these bodies, we technically could. Just like you know that you are growing now physically because the sport you're in is, is complementing what you're doing. Gee, I wish I could live forever in this body. You can if you, if you knew you could. You <laughs> yeah. see what I'm saying? Uh-huh. But you don't. Do you see? So I always treat that as evidence. Um, so I guess what leads on to my next question. I don't think I've ever asked you this actually. What's your thoughts on life after life? Which is the strangest thing because I ask so many people this, but we've never really dove into the kind of afterlife aspect or pre-life aspect or reincarnation or any of that type of shit. No, never. Um, And I think sometimes with other people, it can be a touchy subject because some people hold it so deep within them. They're like, you know, if you don't think the same way as me, then we, we can't be alike. I don't know. For me, I enjoy the idea or I flirt with the idea if there's life after life, and that's purely because I don't want there to be anything less than life after life. Why the fuck am I working this hard right now <laughs> and taking care of my body and everything I do and, you know, really searching for this deeper love to be lights out? That, that doesn't resonate with me. I, I don't feel that. But I, I would see it as the opposite. If it's lights out, then you're doing that because there is lights out. So you're living everything to the fullest you can do because 
they're, they're potentially is lights out. I don't want lights out. I want, no, but I that's want, what I'm I saying. Want, I want more. But it's but what, I'm, what, what you just said was you, you were doing all this stuff. Why would I do all this stuff if it's lights out? But you should be doing all this stuff if Even it's if lights, it was out. lights out. Yeah. 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 You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Because I, you don't take this physicalness with I get, you. Yeah, I get you. I get you. So it's kind of like that concept of like, if we live forever, then why get out of bed in the morning? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, true. I mean, why would you? I'm like, oh, fuck, I've got another I, 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 unlimited amount of years. I just stay in bed because I yeah. know I've got, you know. Yeah, okay, I see that. Yeah, I get that. Um, I don't know. I think like, I think when people talk about religion in a sense of like God or there is only one God or there's, the, I think that's too simple in thinking. It's more complex than that. I think there is definitely a, a sense of energy after life. I think there is something that's, that is going to be there for us. What it is, I don't know. Um, I don't dig too deep into it because I'm excited by the prospect of finding it ultimately one day. That's amazing. Um, yeah. And you know what? I've come across the, I used to search for the answer or the meaning um, to anything. And I realized I am the meaning. Mm-hmm. I'm the right, meaning right now. Right now. Yeah. And, and, and the, the book also says, you know, stop searching for the, for the answers to the universe. It's a waste of time. You'll find out mm. when it's time. Yeah. You know, and um, and now yeah, that I don't want to find out anything uh, soon. I know uh, that, and, <laughs> and that put everything into a perspective for me, especially you know, growing, especially having a, a child and everything else. Is that kind of and when you have a child, is that fear element of you know, are you going to be okay? Is she going to be all these weird things creep in that haven't creeped because you're no longer living, bro. I think like that for you when you're I'm, living for someone else. When I'm thinking about having a child, yeah, I think like that. It's mad. Oh, you wait. <laughs> Well, let's do, I want to dive in because we've never a bunch of these stuff I've never spoken to you about. Let's talk about dreams. Because mm-hmm. um, I always get so confused. I have artists on and everyone else and they're like, I dream to be an artist. And I'm like, but do you physically dream about you being an artist? I don't think I've ever physically dreamed about any career path. I've, I've, I've dreamed about sex. I've dreamed about, you know, um, fear-based things. And I use the, op, the, the, the thing of, which, which I've mentioned before, of, when I, you know, when I left Sony TV last year, March, I think it was, you know, I've been doing it for six, seven years. It was something, I, uh, the only thing I really knew about it. And it's like being in, the, in a relationship where you're not really your truthful self. And then the relationship ends and you're like, who am I? Mm-hmm. That kind of aspect of it. Because you tried to just impress for so long. Yeah, because you're working for someone else and, you know, you have to, I wouldn't say conform because I always still do my own thing. But you, there's, kinda there's do. an, you kind of do. Kinda do. There's, there's margins, there's, you know, profit share, there's all these other things. And... And I guess I lost who I, when that ended, I lost a little bit of who I was and like, what am I going to do now? All these type of things. And it was a reoccurring kind of element of stress or anxiety for me. And then I had a dream where, you know me, I don't like closed doors. I don't like open doors in, in, in any house. In, you know, I don't know if it's a respect thing. And my utility room was open and uh, I went to close it in my dream and someone grabbed my arm and I couldn't pull back, couldn't scream. Couldn't, and I woke up and I was like, oh, you need to let go, bro. It wasn't even like, I was scared. It's such a vivid dream for me. I think I was a little scared in the dream, but when I woke up, it was like, <gasps> it wasn't like that. It was like, oh, I'm fighting against it. I was like, let go, just let go. And the minute I let go, opportunities started coming in and, you know, I, you know, all these other type of things because I mentally just whoosh, switched off mm-hmm. because of the dream. And then that, that. that for me is like, if I'm looking for answers, you can probably find them in your dreams. Is there ever a dream that you've had that you remember or resonate with or anything that kind of, 
pinpoints in that kind of dreamscape scope. We've never had this conversation. So I don't, I don't want to cut this conversation because I think it's interesting and I, and I want to know more about like your thoughts on it. But I'm going to be completely honest and I can say I can't tell you a dream I've ever had. What? Are you fucking shitting me? Ever. No not, dreams? Not one dream. You, you, can, you cannot remember a dream. Not one. You don't know if you've had a dream. So ultimately, I know the, the kind of science behind it, I guess. And everyone's like, you know, you dream every night and, and all that kind of stuff. I have never woken up in the morning and been like, I had a dream. It's, it just hasn't, it hasn't come to me. And, and I've sat there with, with Amber sometimes and she wakes up and she's like, oh. And I'm like, what? And she's like, oh my God, I was having this dream. <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? I, ha- I don't dream. But the thing is, you sleep deep, though, don't you? So deep. And you see, the thing is, the thing, like, you, the thing you know about my brother is, when we were kids and we'd watch TV, Josh would be talking to you like, fall awake. Gone. One second later, you look at him, he's gone. Gone. And it could be anywhere. He could be sitting up, standing up, could be upside down on a handstand. Bro, I've been on the way to work before when I worked in London, standing on the tube and I'm falling asleep, standing up. Falling asleep, standing up. That's amazing. Still holding on. And then I wake up and I'm like, whoa. That's amazing. See, I, I never knew that. I never knew you didn't dream. Yeah, not one dream. That's mad. So you're you're deep. You're, you're that's why it's, you're gonna live forever, bro. Because you sleep. It's crazy. Like I just, I'm sometimes I'm like, fuck. I want a dream. So like, you, I, so I want... look, all right. So let's talk about sleep. Mm-hmm. As someone who trains and sleep is super detrimental to you. I know when I don't sleep, have a good night's sleep, I'm fucked for the day. Genuinely, I feel a little tight because I'm aware of the way I feel and I'm aware of how I feel when I do sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, I know myself by why, what I am not. So if I haven't had a great sleep, I know that that's what's going to happen. Um, how, 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 how well do you sleep? So here's sleep for me. When I fall asleep, I'm not waking up until my body is ready to wake up. But Which when is I, when? So say, give me an average night. There, now, there are some times, so I'm going to be up front. There are some times where I'll wake up at like three o'clock in the morning. I'll fall asleep at 10 and I'll wake up at three and I'm like, whoa. And then all of a sudden I'm like, okay, go back to sleep. And I'm gone. I go back to sleep. <laughs> and then like I wake up at seven o'clock or six, sometimes six o'clock, but mainly seven o'clock now. And I'm like, okay, time to get up. Whereas, um, whereas my partner, Amber, she's a complete opposite. So the reason I'm actually having good sleep now, well, I think I've just naturally, you know me from when I was a kid, I fall asleep, I'm asleep. But um, literally 10 o'clock comes, Amber opens her book and she goes, stop talking. And that's it. I'm like, okay, I'll stop talking. I'll go to sleep then. I've got nothing else to do. <laughs> so I turn over and go to sleep. She reads her book. I turn over and go to sleep. That's amazing. But yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like, so I actually wear this thing called a, called a whoop band and it tracks like my sleep and everything throughout the night. It tells you your recovery, all of that kind of stuff. Um, and I, might, I might have to get one. It's so good. They're amazing. They, they give you your resting heart rate. It tells you your stress level. You, you run in that. You don't run in that. Run do you? in this. Yeah. Every, oh, yeah. It's on my, it's on me all the time. Um, and it basically tells you everything. So sometimes I'll wake up and I'll be like, man, I don't feel great today. And I look at it and it's in the red. I'm like, well, that's why I don't feel great. It, uh. know, it knows my, and then it kind of gives me this understanding of why my body's feeling a certain way. But sleep for me, it's funny. Some people talk about sleep like, oh, I need to get more sleep or I need to do this. It, I don't even think about it. I'm like, okay, it's time to go to bed. Close your eyes and I go to sleep. That's amazing. Um, it's funny because I never i used to have such tossy tiny nights this is before my daughter was born like i remember when you used to talk about it a lot all the time and i was fucked head tingles and everything yeah and i was and and i couldn't figure out why and then someone spiritually told me that i had some parasites again over the i had this spiritual medical intuition woman who told me i had a bunch of stuff parasites and stuff i used to bite my nails a lot because i was i guess nervous about something and nervous about life and stressed and depressed and everything else and, you know, you really do wash your hands since COVID. 
I mean, we like I go toilet, you wash your hands, it's a standard procedure. Bro, I was like, shit, I didn't clean myself at all before COVID. You know, you, again, you know about cleanliness since COVID. Yeah. And, and I couldn't figure out why I couldn't sleep because parasites in your body are awake at night because they're, they're basically feeding off what you've been eating during the day and they're, 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 they're dormant during the day. Mm-hmm. I was like, holy shit. So I started doing all these parasite cleanses. And after, you know, a couple months, my sleep was like, I went to sleep and I woke up next morning. I was like, fuck, unless my daughter would wake me up. Mm-hmm. But, but it was weird because sometimes at 3 a.m. I'd wake up wide awake and then be able to go back to sleep until 6 or whenever my daughter wakes me up. Yeah, I get that quite a lot. But my sleep is deep. Yeah, you've always been that. That's, that's a great thing. Yeah. But I mean, maybe Amber, if she's not sleeping, maybe it could be a parasite thing. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> or, or just because I sleep so deep, I toss and turn. Because you guys eat a lot of sushi and stuff, right? The, the other day, I was, I was actually, I fell asleep. She goes, why are you hitting me? I said, what? I ain't hitting you. Like, I just, my arm just flicked out. Like, I, I don't oh, know. What, you got, the, you got the, the little jolt. Bro, I don't know what my, I, big time jolt yeah. when, I, when I fall asleep. I don't yeah. know what my body's doing, but it just goes. That, that was it. Whenever I have a jolt like that, it's always, I can see something in my sleep or I'm just dozing off and then I've like tripped. And yeah. it was a joke, but you, you're obviously too deep to... to... I, I, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm sure things are going on in there. Um, I wish I could remember them, but I just don't. You know what you should do as an experiment? Because a bunch of spiritual books I've read say your dreams give you answers. It's like, you know, when I guess... I, don't, I can't remember who it was. I, I'm probably getting this wrong, but maybe it's Einstein who used to fall asleep on an equation and wake up with the answer. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? It, maybe... Was it him that used to nap as well with like a set of keys in his hand or something? I don't know who. I, the, what, someone. Maybe, maybe it was that, the guy who invented the light bulb. There was one, a, one of, the, one of those geniuses. There's a like about napping as well. Like, it's a completely different. I'm, I'm dropping I think that's the one I'm talking but about. But they hold on to a set of keys and then when they drop the keys, they wake up because they're like, now it's not a nap, it's a deep sleep. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. And that was the, the, enough of what they needed for rest. Yeah. Um, but maybe, maybe before you go sleep, you should just say to yourself, I'm going to dream tonight. Cause that's mad. You've never, you could never remember a dream. You no. definitely dream. No, I, I, I know I do, and it's crazy because when I like I've had this conversation with people before, and I say it, and they're like, "Oh, you're just messing around. You remember a dream, bro? I don't remember a dream. I don't wake up. I'm, I never wake up, and I'm like, oh, this happened. Yeah, that's amazing. That's amazing. Um, let's let's do a little uh, happiness section because I know we spoke about that on the run, and we were like, no, 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 no let's not talk anymore. Let's save it for the podcast. Uh-huh. What what do you what do you think the key to ha- your happiness is? I mean, because I, I, you can't, I don't think you can be like, I think happiness is a choice. I think it's something that obviously comes natural. It's not something you can be like, oh, I'm happy now. But you can definitely choose to be unhappy. You can. So if you can choose to be unhappy, you can also choose to be happy. You, you know, I think there's a lot that comes in the idea of happiness in terms of. So for me, doing exactly what you want, when you want, for how long you want is going to make you happy. Right. So when you are living your true self and you're doing the things that you want to do, I want to go surfing today. So I go surfing. I'm happy because I went surfing. I did what I wanted to do. Right. What makes you unhappy is when you're like, I want to go surfing today. Oh, but I can't. Yeah. Then you're like, oh, yeah. Because I guess, again, for people who are listening who, you know, who can't do those type of things, it's it's, because I used to be that. I used to be, oh, I can't do that because I'm doing this or I can't do that because I have this job or and and but my mental state now is free. Mm -hmm. I don't feel I used to feel caged within myself. My, as, I, as I said, my head used to be too heavy for my body, all those type of things. But I don't feel that anymore. Because I you feel allowed it to be that. Because I allowed it to be that. And now I realize it was my choice. Mm-hmm. And now I have a free mentality, free in terms of freedom, mm-hmm. whether that's financial security or what, what, whatever you want to say. For me, freedom is my financial security because I can pick and choose what I want to do whenever I want to do it. Mm-hmm. 
but but it, it was me getting over that that hurdle of con- the conditioning of not being free. Well, schools condition us right to go to school from what eight in the morning till three in the afternoon, and then you're taught when you go to work, you go to work from nine till five, and you yeah. do that five days a week. We're conditioned this way to think that's how yeah. we're supposed to work. But we also have free will to choose to not do that or not or to do that or not do that. Yeah, but when it's been so, ins- when it's been installed in you from the ages of like I don't know five up until eighteen, you've got to really break that cycle. It, yeah. it becomes a cycle, you know. Which is fine. I'm not saying people don't go to school because if whatever works for you works for you. Completely. It but, didn't work for us. Well, I mean, I, I don't know what worked for me, but I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> my, my, I think my key to happiness is appreciation. Yeah. Is like water in my glass. Or, you know, air in my lungs or going, going for a run. So whenever I feel like I can't do something, it's always, I can do it because I've, I've done it before. Or, I, or like I'm thankful for, you know, this podcast or the listeners or anything, any minuscule thing that you can think of around the room. And the reason why I say that is because I read this book from Viktor Frankl called Search for, uh, Man's Search for Meaning. And he was in a concentration camp and everything else. And he found meaning being in the camp and he didn't know at the time but his pregnant wife had been killed his parents had been killed all this type of stuff but he found meaning in the minuscule of things Mm -hmm. you know that's uh, an amazing place to be in i mean this is incredible the book's amazing amazing and i'm like well if he can do that yeah there's no excuse i think for anyone i think appreciation is a is a big part of it i think the more you start to appreciate what you have you focus less on what you don't have yeah Um, and i think that is very important i don't know I also hate, you know, you say some people, they, they have to do these jobs and whatever. And I'm like, I, so I can relate this to fitness. And I've coached many people before. I've even coached athletes. And I hear this. I don't have time because I have to work X amount of yeah. hours. But you choose to work those hours. And, and you might look at me and go, oh, no, I don't choose because my work says it. But have you ever gone into your boss and said, yo, I need to take an hour i need to break away for something or i need we don't have those conversations because we're fearful of what they might bring we're like well if i tell my boss i I need some downtime then he's gonna fire me yeah or if i tell my boss like okay i need to get off at five each day because i need to head to the gym he's not gonna want me employed anymore but if you're actually productive in the hours that you're in you always have hours outside of work to do whatever you want to do yeah and i think the more we start to realize that and we actually just have these conversations and we're open about the way we're feeling and we say look i need this time for me okay, I can't go and do this this work dinner tonight. I'm going to do something else because I need this time for me. When people start realizing that they can do that, they'll be absolutely fine. There was a point where I was yeah. working um, in personal shopping prior to being an athlete. And I remember being like, oh, I have to be at work at 10 every day and I finish at six every day and blah, blah, blah. And I used to hate because I was like, I can't train. And I was like, well, I can change it. Yeah. I, I, no one's making me do this. This is my choice. I, I can make that change. And people were like, yeah, but when you change, how are you going to earn money? How are you going to do this? I said, well, I'll find a way. Whatever I want to do, I'll find a way to do it. And yeah. I did. And I remember leaving my job. And when I left my job, I actually wasn't making hardly any income. I thought I was going to struggle. And I was like, do you know what? Actually, my charisma is going to get me some PT clients. So let me go get a few PT clients. In two weeks, I had a bunch of PT clients. At my highest, I had like 18 clients in a week plus classes. Because I was like, I need to find another way to make money. Yeah. You find that way. It's the will factor, isn't it? But it's, it's the, again, it's the atomic habit mm-hmm. of it. So, so you do it enough times. And I tell everyone, you know, to create a, a, a good habit, you have to replace a bad habit. You have to place, uh, you have to reward yourself with, with a new habit. Mm-hmm. So my reward, for example, of going running was listening to audiobooks. But obviously going running with you is fitness. And I feel great afterwards. And That's spe- my spending reward. Spending time together outside spending of the time, house. Exactly. And, having, and talking about these type of things. Even though today's one, I was like, I ain't talking for shit. 
because we're, we're doing this with this kind of thing. And I'm, I'm genuinely, for the first time in a run, I've only focused on my breath mm-hmm. and kind of tried to encourage you to do the same. It, was uh, it, it wasn't easy. Yeah. I mean, I found it easy up until the last one. And it, thank God, because it was James Nestor who had been on the podcast who spoke to me about, you know, athletes and Olympic programs and how they're slowly training people to breathe solely through their nose. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wow. And I was trying to make Josh do the same. Uh, <laughs> literally, literally. It'll come. It'll come. Do you know what? Another thing that I was going to say as well, in terms of all of this and everything that we're talking about, I, I'm, in a, I'm very fortunate because I had, within my older brothers, five of us there was, I had five teachers, yeah. good or bad. I got to look at all of you and be like, don't like that. I like that. Don't like that. I yeah, like what he's doing. That's true. And then I was able to create my existence. It, it was the kind of evidence yeah. or the mistakes. I didn't have to do them. Of, of, of your older brothers. I mean, I made a few mistakes, but I didn't have to really, nothing, I, I could watch and be like. Through their experience. Yeah. That's a great, a great place to be. Yeah. Did I have that? <laughs> no, Actually, yes, I did. I did. I, it was defined. Yeah. That, yeah. I, 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 I never even thought of it like that. You're defined by who you are, by what you know you're not. So yeah, absolutely. Wow, you had a good teacher. <laughs> Fuck me. <laughs> Jesus. I, I, no, but it's still happening today. Like, I'm not going to lie. When I Naturally, because I'm, because I'm doing really hard things with my body, my mental game is changing. Yeah. Right? There's this whole idea, like, I hear it a lot in training. People are like, well, if you want to uh, be slimmer or you want to look a certain way, fix your nutrition and then the training is secondary. Whereas I'm always the opposite. I'm like, I'm going to make myself work so hard that actually I'm like, I don't want to eat like that. I don't want because mm. I don't want to counteract all the good things that I'm doing, right? So it's this element of actually doing the hard things, taking the road less traveled will put you in a place where you feel more content. I love that. There we go. So if I was to say, what's now for you? Like not future, not five years from now. Like what, what is now for you in this exact moment? Doing a podcast with my brother. That <laughs> oh, that's I a good. D- didn't think I'd be doing. I mean, I, you know, I, there was a point where I was even working with you on the podcast, and I was like, and I, I remember at the beginning, and I don't take it the wrong way, but I remember at the be- beginning being like, oh, I want to be on the podcast, and you just weren't quite there with it at that yeah. moment in time. So this is a great moment for me to be like, okay, I can sit down and have a conversation with my yeah. brother. Well, you recently moved to LA. Yeah. You know, the podcast is building. Yeah. I think it's going to be like the fiftieth episode, which is insane. Which is nuts. Nuts. Yeah. And I think it was when I first started it, and now I'm more confident. Because I was a little nervous before you came. I'm not going to lie because it's it, it's easier interviewing people you you don't know, even though you've read their books and you feel like you do know them. There's like a like a but with you, I, I'm asking questions that I've never asked you, and I'm like, why the fuck have I never asked you these things? So it puts you in a space of, do I actually know him? Even though you do know him. Well, we know each other, but it's different because when we spend time together, it's with family. It's hanging yeah. out with Frey. It's, you know, it's, yeah. it's, I hate to say it because it sounds terrible and it's not as bad as this, but it's almost surface level. You don't dig oh. into the deeper stuff unless you're like, we, we used to when we used to get drunk because we'd sit down and talk shit. Yeah. Right. And obviously we're not doing that as much anymore, but this is a, a much healthier way to do it. I think so. But the, the thing is, for me, even though you say self, it, uh, uh, surface, it feels, it feels more healthy mm-hmm. because you know, I don't, we don't have drama. Surface level is not a bad thing. Do you know what I'm saying? We don't have the anxieties or the depressions we used to have. We don't have any of those type of things. So now when we go out, we have dinner, we have drinks, we have a fucking great time. When we go running, we have a great time. When you come over and see family, we have a great time. Because that's the kind of, um, I guess, the energy we're putting out right now. Mm -hmm. And I don't see anything bad because I I don't see things as bad anymore. Deep is, and deep is good to a certain level. But if you're constantly in these deep conversations and the world we're living in today where everything is so like 
just thought out and no one's really just existing and, and doing what they yeah. want to do. You find that actually it becomes comes becomes quite mundane and just it's no yeah. longer exciting. You know? Do you do you find I mean I think in terms of I mean I don't usually talk about politics on the show or anything else, but there's a couple of things that are kind of getting to me at the moment, I guess through obviously what's going on with COVID and everything else. Mm-hmm. Um, COVID for me is actually, I can only live my truth. I, can, I can't live through anyone else. It's actually been a really great experience for me. I mean, I'm the fittest in the UK because of COVID. Because, um, <laughs> well, not because of COVID, but because of you, it, it's because of me, but it's been a year of COVID where bad mm. things could have happened and we make good things out of it. But again, it, it's, it's, you are the driving force, you know, conversations with God says, I created you so I could know myself. So he says, therefore, you are gods. So you, if, you're, if, you, if we can create our whole existence, we are gods. We're creating everything. Do I define myself as a god? Wow. I, I'm, com- I'm coming to terms with that fact. I am. I feel like I'm really starting to understand Kanye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> Kanye's like the, the mental health aspect of Michael Jackson. He's like one of, the big, one of the biggest artists in the world, not necessarily for his music, because of his persona. Mm-hmm. You can point it down to our ego or whatever. But it, it's, it's, it's belief, in, it's belief in, in, in what he can do. Yeah. It's, it, again, people call it God concept. But if we're created in the same likeness as God, which is in pretty much every religious text, what, we're not different from God. Mm. You know, we're no better or no worse. Mm-hmm. There is no such thing. So I see myself as a creator of everything I see. Putting us all on a level playing field and there's no pedestals. So collectively, when we, when we talk about collective consciousness and why COVID hit and everything else, it needed to. The world needs to slow down. We're going too fast. You know, everything's being destroyed. There's so deforestation, mm-hmm. the seas, everything is happening and it's going to come into one big, you know, whatever you want to say. And then when you see the slight positiveness that comes out of, uh, and when I say it was great for me, it's because I got to spend time with my daughter who was recently born. Brought families together. Families together, everything else. And it was super positive, super positive for me. And I but I don't see anything as negative now. Well, yeah, Absolutely. And, and I can, I read the collective consciousness, the world needs to slow down, people needed to chill, people hated their jobs, going to work, all these type of things, and then they were forced to stay at home on furlough and all these type of things. We attracted everything. We are to blame for everything in the universe because we are collectively accountable for everything. And now the kind of vaccines come along and now I'm seeing, again, I, I don't, I'm not polit- politics, I didn't, I'm not Democrat, Republican or any of these type of things. I see each one for for what they are and as they are and that's it there i have no judgment on either side i'm not judging anyone i'm just i live in a spiritual sense where i trust myself to 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 uh create my whole existence for for the first time it's okay to say you sit on the fence i don't even sit on the fence there is no (laughs) fence for me there's no fence i just i just am you know um and but i'm seeing now this kind of vaccine or no vaccine which is kind of getting to me a little because you know i'm 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 not vaccinated but it's not it's not a personal choice it's not something i don't want i'm i'm anti it's just i don't go out i'm at home mm-hmm. it doesn't affect my life right now mm-hmm. um maybe when it comes to a time when it does and i've dove in a little bit more into research i will maybe i will or a little bit more confident in it. or a little bit more confident in in you know mm-hmm. I've, I've known some people who have had some severe um, a, a reactions to it and i've known some people who've been fantastic from it mm-hmm. and i think the vaccine is a great thing for collective consciousness because it's not necessarily about the vaccine that's going to heal you it's you believing that what you're getting is the the serum of health which is fucking great i love that um but there's this kind of i guess judge ye for ye be judged type of situation coming in it's fucking ridiculous i guess it might be difficult for you because you're an athlete and there's this kind of forsation 
upon you to kind of get these type of things. For me, it doesn't, it doesn't, whether I get it or not, I'm not affected because I, I, I'm not someone who's going to spread it amongst anyone. I don't see anyone apart from my own circle. Uh, I don't, I'm not actively out in society. I'm just kind yeah. of in my own little world. Yeah. But I see this kind of thing and I'm seeing this kind of, almost well, this net coming over. We're treating people differently because of their choices. But yeah, that's it. That's and, it yeah. And, and that's what I don't like to see. I don't like to see people being treated differently because of something they choose. Now, I'm sure there's going to be people out there that are like, oh, you know, well, you have to do it for queen and country. Obviously not queen and country because we're in the US, but yeah. <laughs> you know that kind of concept. And I just think it's like, we're living in a time where this thing has just come around. We don't really fucking know what's going on with it. I don't believe it's going anywhere. And we're already in a situation where vaccines have just come out and people are already starting to take boosters. So that worries me because I'm a bit like, well, did it work? Did it not work? Are they trying to correct something without being a conspiracy theorist or anything like that? My firm belief that I always stand with on this without being too deep is anything that has the ability to save lives, let's use it. But if it also has the ability to destroy them, don't mandate it. Yeah. It's not necessary. Yeah. Um, And if something, I mean, look, I'm no scientist, but if something is really effective and, you know, people believe that that vaccine is good for them and it's going to save them, do it. Go take it 100%. You believe that, that's great for you. But if you don't believe and you don't feel that way, I don't think we should have this war on vax and anti-vax because some people just really don't know enough or are not confident enough. And And there's a reason why people are not confident enough because a lot of the media that's out there today is bullshit. There's been lies that have been spun over and over again. So I don't know, like I I do believe in that element that you said earlier as well. Like if you think something's going to work for you, then it will work for you. I see it all the time. And I always try and relay this back to fitness because that's where I'm at. But I see it all the time in fitness. I see people that I train around. They're like, oh, I've got a knee injury. And every day I've got a knee injury. I've got a knee injury. And their knee's always fucked. It's always ruined. Don't get me wrong. I've hurt a little thing here and there. But when I walk into the gym, I'm like, okay, it's gone. It's not there. Yeah. And that's not, not obviously if it's there, you have to acknowledge it and take care of it and all that kind of stuff. But the more kind of, the more thought you put into something that the deeper it becomes, the more it's like, okay, today I've got a bad knee and you keep thinking about that bad knee and then you walk funny on the other leg and then you've got a bad hip and then you're like, bro, relax. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that serious. Like yeah. sometimes it is fix it if it is, but if it's not, you just have to get on with things. Absolutely. Oh man, this has been great. I mean, this has opened my eyes, uh, I guess, to, to you, kind of the eye of the soul. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I'm someone who, again, who uh, all my listeners and ev- everyone else knows I'm, I'm super practical, spiritual practical. It's always something that I understand and that I hope many more can understand. Um, but I guess I want to say I appreciate you. I love that you're here. I think I it's, it, it's opened me up to um, leaving the house. But again not leaving the houses in going places, but just going for a run around the block kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm excited for, for, I, I, I guess our now. Yeah. That's my definition. Yeah, me too. I mean, I'm, it's for me, it's amazing to be on the podcast. It's amazing to be here. You know, we, we have, you know, we have a deep, we have a bigger family than just you and I, but you and I have this much deeper connection. If yeah. I'm honest, than I've had with, any friend or family member yeah. or anything before because we've we've just been each, in each other's pockets for a long period of time because i've changed your shitty nappies in a good way yeah probably that, that <laughs> and i bathed you and you've been shedding your spirituality <laughs> I, I don't know like i just right now in life like i said it's it's very cliche to say but i'm extremely happy love my fiance we're doing these incredible things you know even as a competitor I've, shout out to amber shout out to amber 
I'm 29. I've traveled the world. I've been to every continent. I've, you know, done some really incredible things. And what's not to be grateful about? Yeah. But you, but you, but you can kind of now evidently wise track back why you traveled the world. Yeah. Because you wanted to. Yeah. There was no, there was no. Because I, there was, there's places I've been now that I'd never seen before. And I was like, yeah. oh, you know, I've never seen this place. Yeah. And then a year later, I'm in that place. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. How did that happen? One minute I'm saying I've never seen this place. The, uh, this is going to sound, I've been talking about it a lot, but even I've, I've got a car now. It was my dream car. I, was, I always wanted this car. I saw it in the streets and I was like, I really want to have that car. I own that fucking car. Yeah. Right? So. The universe gave, gave you a way to do it. It gave me a way to do it. Yeah. Or you gave you a way to do it. Yeah. Through the universe, I guess. Yeah. Wow, this has been great. Josh, you're a fucking legend. Number Thanks, one bro. British uh, fittest in the world. Yep. Uh, fittest in the UK. Fittest in the UK. Fittest 28th fittest in, 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 in the world. Yep. Fuck me. I mean, I'm probably like, how many people in the world? Like one billion fittest in, in the world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nah, probably better than that. I don't, even, I don't yeah. even know if you're there, to be honest. No, I'm joking. Your running's good, man. My running's all right, running's isn't it? Yeah. Look, we've been running and we've been doing these this breath work you've been giving. Don't get me wrong. I honestly feel like I have the, the, the mental capacity for a run. So I feel like I would outrun you because I don't believe you'd ever outrun me. But when yeah. I run next to you, I'm like, holy shit, this guy's moving. <laughs> Slow down a little bit. I'm like, we've got a pace to run at and you're ahead of that pace. I, the one thing I don't like seeing is someone in front of me. And when yeah. you're stepping in front of me, I'm like, fuck, I've got to beat this guy. Yeah. But, I felt that a little today. and I'm, But then I'm like, I don't care. Yeah. I don't do this for a living. No. You do. Friendly competition is always good, bro. True. It challenges yeah. you to, to take that next step. It doesn't mean... Like, it doesn't mean that you're going to compete to the point where it's like, oh, I don't like this person because I've got to be better than them. It's like, I'm going to use this person to inspire my next movement. That's true. That's a good idea. And that's why I talk about, you know, I've started doing these mantras. I don't usually do mantras, but again, conversation with God. It's my, I guess it's my Bible now. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a practical book. It's not a religious book at all. Um, and he says that you should repeat to yourself every day, you know, I love money. I love abundance. I love love. I love sex. I love power. Um, I love all these things. And, and then he says, yeah, but the definition of those things, because I can hear the questions being asked. I love power. Power is not, not a nice thing. doesn't mean power over people. No. power. spoke about. Earlier. Yeah. Not power over people. Power from within. Mm-hmm. You know. Take away sex, the negative connotation. Sex man. is not bad. It's great. It's great. It's fucking amazing. But it's an expression, as, as long as you use it as an expression of love. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? There's all these, money's not bad if you're using it for, what the, for good. Nothing is bad unless you take it to excess or to extreme, right? Yeah. It's like I often say to people, you know, when people are like, oh, that's bad food. You shouldn't eat that bad food. It's just food, bro. It's calories. It's got protein. It's got carbs. There's no good or bad. Yeah. There's good or bad choices, whether you choose to eat too much of it all the time. Yeah. But there's no such thing as good or bad food. And it's the same way with money or with with sex or whatever. You can give it that negative connotation, and you can, it can be bad if you're treating it with without respect yeah. and without empathy and, and care and all that stuff. But if there is still respect within it, whatever you're doing, you're trying to be rich. Go for it, bro. Be rich. Yeah. Be a good rich person. I'd, I'd say compassion, compassion, n- not empathy. Com- compassion, yeah, yeah. Fair. Um, empathy is when you empathize and you're on the level of that person, which does them no good. Compassion yeah. is when you feel for them and here's a solution. Yeah. Okay. That's kind of my vibe. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you on that. <laughs> but, but you can see where I'm going with yeah. it. It's just this idea of like you, anything can be good or bad. It just depends on how you choose to view perspective it. perspective. Well, nothing really is good or bad. If you are the creator of your whole existence, how can anything be good or bad? Yeah. Yeah. Fair. It's called accountability, right? 
Mm-hmm. Perfect. It's been fun. Yeah. Let's do another one when I'm uh, fittest in the world. Done. Next year. It'll be next year. 2021. 2022. We lost a year. Oh, bro. shit. Oh, my bad. <laughs> We're in 2021, aren't we? Yeah. See? That, that's we, Hermit Lou. That, that year just disappeared on you. Yeah. All right. This is done. Pleasure.